Kyle, can you see my screen? Chickentenders.com. We're looking up food and how many missed opportunities there are in the internet. There's like a bound, endless missed opportunities between chickentenders.com, hamburger.com. <laughs> hamburger.com? Under wow. construction. Yeah, right. Oh. AKA yeah, I'm someone's squatting on that. Yeah, yeah. All these things are just being squatted on. Milkshake. Actually, milkshake.com is a thing, but it's stupid. Oh my god. It has been so it's been so long since we've last talked through microphones. Is this where we actually start the podcast or should we just I don't know. I was just saying hi. What's up? Oh, nothing much. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What's up with you? This week has gone by for me slowly because mm. I've been in React Native all most of the week and it hasn't been fun. Oh, why not? It never like it never like was. It never worked. <laughs> it just doesn't do the things that I wanted. Like it feels still like a new dev environment and every time I jump into a new dev environment there's so much more time spent just getting everything working locally. Oh, yeah. And so I spent like a full day just trying to make it work <laughs> and then try and figure out how to do the things that I want to do. It's nice. It's cool because like, hey, I can contribute to iOS and Android app like immediately. But yeah, it's terrible because <laughs> I can contribute immediately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean... Some of the things that, like, that I was able to get done took like 30 minutes, but setting it up and getting it to the place where I could actually do the work took like half a day. So it's like half oh, a day God. of setup and figuring out what's going wrong on my system and then 30 minutes of work. That's just kind of frustrating. From That is really frustrating. From coming from like the web where I just know stuff for the most part will work. Why do you think it takes so long to get it set up? Random things, I think. I don't know. Like some of it, the reason is because the the apps have been long running, and I think this happens with any kind of app that I've been working on. I feel like I stop working on it and start again, mm -hmm. and things have been worked on or upgraded. Like my machine just has a hard way. Yeah. Like even if I have all the right package and library managers installed it still is like huh you have these old things but also these new things and we're kind of sure what we want to do with them but not really mm. so some of it's just like continually like wiping my computer away and reinstalling <laughs> things sometimes if i'm not on a project for a while and then i join again and i just pull for master and then my ex machine explodes and then i can't get the <laughs> server running because there are multiple commands that are either not in the readme or they're just kind of commands that developers know like automatically to just kind of run through so i've gotten i've gotten better at knowing what errors need which commands to fix you know but i have so many starred and so many screenshots of times when I've asked, like, how do I fix this error? And now and my system for cataloging those screenshots is, like, so weird. It's like a drop in a Dropbox folder with random screenshots of just little commands that I've learned along the way. 
It's like a little file. <laughs> I feel like that, though, is exactly why I don't like React Native is because for Rails or like I'm working also on a Django project. And I think I have a good handle on the dev environment once I can understand what the errors are. Mm-hmm. And I still don't understand what the React Native error, like w- oh, some of them yeah. I do and some of them I'm like, I have no idea what that means. And that they're just not helpful at all. Whereas oh, like, I know, yeah. The Django ones are amazing. They're like, well, this is the problem. We think this might be the solution for you. And it's like, Things that I know how to do in Rails, but didn't in Django. And it's just like, oh, these this is like amazing. You just told me how to fix it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Even Elm, too. I had a couple of Elm projects. And those error messages that get spit out are very particular. It's very, just very helpful to Mm -hmm. kind of go through and know where the issue is instead of, ooh, unknown stuff happened. Like I was on a website the other day trying to build an email template. Oh, what a can of worms. For Outlook 2016. Why and was that it for process, such a specific email client? Well, the it's an internal tool, and the team all use Outlook 2016 are for they, Windows. Are they forced oh. to do that? It's like a data compliance thing. It's For some reason, the older and crappier something looks, the more secure it feels. For, I don't know how that's a thing. <laughs> if it's old, trust it. Which sounds crazy, because... When you do like the litmus screenshot test, like using that program, that kind of shoots your email through all the millions of different email clients and gives you screenshots of them. When you look at the Outlook ones, they just look so bad <laughs> compared to all the other ones. I'm like, oh, here's my intention and here's what got crapped out <laughs> like an yeah. email client for Outlook. Does Outlook still use the Microsoft Word HTML rendering? Yeah, I believe so. Oh man, that's awesome. That must oh. be like that must have been so much fun. <laughs> I did the email and then I tested it. I did the wrong I did I did a bad thing where I waited too long to look in Outlook. You know what uh, I mean? Like I, I designed the email and it looked good and then I was like, Okay, now I'm gonna test it in Outlook and it was it was an absolute horror show. <laughs> I mean the fonts and the highlight text highlighting now. God forbid you do a text a gradient shadows no way like no way so i went back and i blew it up and got rid of every style first i did everything in line because i was using css before just like declaring css in the style tag in the head but i went back and added in one style at a time i had like 40 test emails and then it all worked out. And in the end, all that work, Kyle, got me like a mediocre looking email because I couldn't like use any like fun styles or anything. It's like, oh, great. At so- least this blue looks good. <laughs> Sweet a- blue color. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you use tables too for the layout? Well, so we used this service called SendGrid, which they have this template. You can you can either do it straight up code. So you build it completely by yourself or there's like um, like a WYSIWYG type kind of a thing. But I cheated and I used the design WYSIWYG, but you can drag in an element that's just code. So basically I wrote the code how I wanted to do it with divs and whatnot instead of tables, but they just injected my code snippet into like 60 tables, I think. So the output is, it's, I don't know, <laughs> inspiring. Inspiring to some, <laughs> but not many. That's a pretty handy service, though. Like, hey, this is how I would build this email using, like, 
real standards. Exactly. And it just takes the email and is like, yeah, here's some really crappy markup and style. I know. I, know. I, I when you view the source, like you know when you inspect, you know how it's just all nested, right? As you inspect Element. Like I just scroll a lot to get to like what I was, uh, what I wanted to find. Like find my header. There was so many, so much nesting happening by injecting my clean code into like eighty tables. <laughs> <laughs> table upon table oh upon table. It's really nuts how fast technology improves, and it's crazy how this kind of thing it has not changed since when I started. You know, like ten years ago. Yeah, that's probably because HTML emails are like, they shouldn't be, I don't know, just send me plain text. But everyone's doing emails. Uh, God, everyone's sending emails. Everyone, everywhere. I have I have a whole email account for those emails. I like give out, it's kind of embarrassing too, because I give out a Yahoo email address. I've had that since like 1993 or something. So when I'm in like a store, I'm in like a store and they're like, what's your email? And I give them my at yahoo.com. I feel like I'm like 83. Should, it's like so much. Cl- I should just give Hotmail or, or AOL. I, I might do that. Oh, that would be awesome. See, I'm a, I'm a jerk. And when they ask for those things, I do the Gmail trick mm. of doing the plus. Mm. And so I'll just do my email plus spam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> and so those those just get filtered to my spam. Dude, you say that out loud? Yeah. I, I, what? <laughs> oh, man. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't want person. their marketing emails. Oh, uh, it's K-Y-L-E <laughs> plus spam at upyours.com. <laughs> oh, I wonder if. At chickentenders.com. Chicken tenders. Wait, let me look up upyours.com. <laughs> it's so distracting. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were going to do like look at designer news. Oh, yeah. That's we were going to have a new segment. A new segment. Do, 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 do. This week in news. Yeah, designer news. Designernews.co. I've got it up. Okay. Awesome. You ready for these? <laughs> The first one is a new website for No Name. I don't even know what No Name is. This is oh, oh it's a big Helvetica site website about No. Oh, it's making fun of landing pages, probably maybe. Oh, one of those. Yep, it's like one of those generic websites with like three buckets, two buckets, logos at the bottom. Why yeah. is this like the top one? Oh, it's only thirteen upvotes. This must be a huge community. <laughs> I'm going to go on Hacker News, too. This is turning into a terrible segment. So, new website for no name. Oh, maybe this <sighs> this is a thing, but for Canadians. I don't know. <laughs> Man. What's this wrong? <laughs> this is such a nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to have a dream about this tonight. Or maybe, like, in two months from now. It's going to sneak up on me. I don't understand what's going on on that website, which is... I should... I shouldn't upvote it. Looking so the next one is ask. Looking for designers to answer my short thesis questionnaire about your satisfaction with your storage and sharing solution. The next one under that is redesign my agency's website. What do y'all think? The next one under that is how to design and develop a beautiful blog from scratch. 
This. <sighs> the <laughs> next one up news? after that <clears throat> is microcopy, tiny words with a huge U. So we're, that one sounds like it could be interesting. <laughs> Tiny words with a huge UX impact. This got four upvotes, but it's just someone talking. It's like a comment. I don't understand this. I I don't understand this anymore. <laughs> like, I'm this, I'm deeply like the embarrassment I'm feeling is like spreading throughout my body. <laughs> this is this is ending up being a segment that we might not keep. Uh the next one is ten new open source Bootstrap themes. Have you ever used Bootstrap before to design a website? I think so. Either I took the plunge and started it, or I joined tons. I mean, I've joined tons of projects that had it already in like past lives and stuff. And it made me very sad. There was a lot going on for just a simple no-name website. <laughs> I wonder how popular Bootstrap still is. Like there was a while where like every site I saw was like some sort of Bootstrap-y type design thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like things have gotten away from that. I also yeah. feel like a lot of these themes don't look really great. Man, we've already struck out here. The next one after that is screencast for the experienced designers, The Frontier. That is, oh, that's a sponsored one. They're getting even more <laughs> sponsorship here. God. The news today is not very great. The news today boop, is... Boop, it's more like old, not news. <laughs> There is one that's like, stop playing fix-it ping-pong with your developer. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know, you ever get into those one, like one-off conversations where it's like, hey, can you move the, like, hey, can you just fix this thing really quick? Like when I used to, when it used to be more of like a waterfall-y type place. I don't know. It was just like a different environment where you're like, hey, can you move this thing over here? Sure. Great. Oh, by the way, can you also do this? And like after five, you're like, can we just put this in somewhere else? Like we put this in like a document. Like I'm doing all these one-off changes and it's like really annoying. I do. do This is essentially why (laughs) I taught myself how to write HTML and CSS is because I'd get Yes. So annoyed and yes, like, me too. So I don't feel like I have this problem anymore. Is, but also like mm. the other way to s- fix this is just have the designer and developer sit next to each other. Like I feel like the fix for this, uh, they're they're trying to they have an app. Uh, this is like one giant giant ad for. I just app. saw that. I was gonna tell you. Oh, it's sponsored. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the the fix for this is what just have nightmare. have the designer and developer sit next to each other. Or talk to each other more than messaging and have developer be yeah. involved from the, the start and designer be involved from the start. I feel like this should be a process thing, not a, not a new product. I agree. Communication is hard, though. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you have to ask why is, is that happening. What'd you say? So I can understand. Yeah. It's also hard for remote teams. Yeah. If you can't I mean, sit next can to each other. I mean, you can still hop on like Hangout or video call or whatever. Or... Yep. But also, I feel like if you're making those kinds of design changes... That's true. There, There's A, some sort of communication that's going on that's wrong, and B, like, probably something more important for the developer and the designer to work on. But I also, like, think that this tailors to, like, the stereotype of, like, the yep. print designer that that's moving over to the web. That I don't know if it's, like, a stereotype anymore of, like... Mm-hmm. They're not really sure what they're designing right. for, and, and that kind of pixel precision isn't necessarily needed. That's very well put. And it's never just one change. That's like a whole can of worms. 
if you're ever still in that position where you are like ping-ponging back and forth, you know, you should talk. Set aside time. Yeah. Together. <laughs> to be people. Yeah, just be a, just be a person. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes. Speaking of being a person, there's one link here about Are we still doing titles. news section? <laughs> there's one more. Cuz this is kind of interesting. I've closed out my my news. Well, are you on the hunt for a design job? Question mark. Avoid these common pitfalls when presenting your portfolio. Oh, what are the pitfalls? Well, since you have yours closed, can you guess the like one of them? <laughs> There's five. There's five pitfalls. Five pitfalls. One of them is just like not talking about the work and process. Oh. Is that not on there? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like... <clears throat> just showing oh, a bunch of pictures. Like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Of final gotcha. work and not showing how you got to that final piece. That is something. But there's just a whole article here and... Um, maybe it's in there. <laughs> this is a freaking disaster zone. <laughs> yeah, you're completely correct. I've seen portfolio sites where they're just images, and I have no idea what to make of them. And I know that, like, writing about it, I know, like, for my own site, writing about the stuff, I'm like, God, there's just no one is going to, no one's going to read this. Like, it's just, and then I'm thinking, like, well, less is more. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm not explaining it correctly. <laughs> and then I think just having explanation there for us is like when we view it, it's nice to know what's there. You know, like, oh, good. Like if I if I want to really read all of this, I will. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's just like nothing there. Yeah, I I, I do read through that <laughs> yeah, when it's thoughtfully absolutely. written. Yeah. I think that's it's, it's important for us as consultants because we need to be explaining our design decisions to clients. Mm-hmm. So... It's important to be able to write and it's not like certainly not an easy thing and it's like much easier to just throw a final like screen grab of what you what you built and I'm certainly I do that all the time on dribble but I'm also mm-hmm. n- not really looking for a job so yeah I guess and it's dribble and it's dribble yeah yeah I also tell when um, I'm trying to help give advice to designers like starting out I tell them to be sure to put projects on there you know, less is more and put projects on there that you would definitely want to do again, like stuff that interests you and not just put everything up there for the sake of volume, for the sake of showing all your different, you know, like what are the three, if anything, at most three things that you worked on that you can really dive into and you know inside and out and that you would 100% like 10 out of 10 would do again. Yeah. I'm also realizing that this is about like when you're actually presenting it like to a company. Oh. That's interesting. Does, does that happen? I guess like when you're going through it together. Uh, true. You know. I, I was just picturing someone like standing up in front of like a crowd of people. But yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we do portfolio reviews. So yeah, presenting a portfolio piece. Mm-hmm. So that new segment was awesome. <laughs> Oh, we're just gonna keep doing it. We gotta. No. Get, that's the first one. Is always the first cut. The first cut is the deepest. <laughs> It'll be better. Also, too, maybe this isn't the right website. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I also I quickly started typing in like designnews.com, designer news, and I kept getting wildly different results. Yeah, the only other one that I can think of is instead of designernews.co is the sidebar. 
I don't know. Is that Sidebar.io? They also do like aggregated news type thing. <clears throat> well, Hacker News has always been one of my favorites too. <laughs> and it's. I feel like that might be even more dangerous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's such high traffic too that there's, you know. Well, this is this has been an eye-opening experience for me personally. I feel like I've grown immensely as a person <laughs> in terms of trying out new I'm things, sort of, not sort having of a plan for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this for me has been eye-opening in that, like, I'm sort of scared for our design community at large. Like, if this is, it's <laughs> a good point. Maybe we should make our own news aggregator site, Kyle, and call it Potato.net. Potato oh, wait, Potato. We could do. What about Potato Potato? How would you, would you spell potato potato? Like, <laughs> how would you spell that? <laughs> potato, that'd be a, potato, that'd be tomato, so hard tomato. to market, right? Maybe if I wrote po and then t a y to. <laughs> there, you like hyphen po potato. Dude, I oh my god, it's, I'm gonna try it, potato. This is this is terrible, and the amount of weird websites that I'm looking at. It's all, it's bad. I think I'm going to be hacked any day now, I think. I think I've dropped a footprint somewhere. I know that's not a thing, but maybe it is. <laughs> There's, the internet is a very Someone's deep, dark. It's you like now. the ocean. They're like, oh, Someone she is. wants a potato website. Maybe I just kicked off some algorithm about stocks and potatoes, and now maybe, like, maybe we all should do something with our potato stocks. I'm not going to say buy or sell because I'm not an insider. I, I don't know anything about stocks. <laughs> potato stocks? Yeah, I wonder what the stock is like. How much potato pota stocks are? Potatoes? Oh, I don't know, man. This is this is very dangerous having the internet at my fingertips. I was thinking about how it's crazy that our job involves using this machine that you're, you're one tab away from finding anything you want. Like and looking up anything you want in the world. How do we stay focused? God, I don't know. How do you stay focused? I am curious about that. <laughs> Me too. I started deep work, which is like about that. What's deep? Wait, what? What is that? Uh, oh, deep focus, or what? I don't even remember the name of the book I'm reading. Oh, that is how focused I'm not. <laughs> deep work focus. It's like not even the right. <laughs> <laughs> okay well tell me more about that is that it is, is it, deep work. what is it doing see i, I got oh, it right good it's for just you. it's just friday and i'm second guessing good myself and i just oh I'm, I'm not in in the zone oh. i'm not focused i know because you have to go in like a few minutes mm -hmm. i know you're thinking i know i know i hear I'm that not, i'm still at like nine o'clock in the morning like what is going on oh, God. Yeah, today's been a really fast day. The book is called Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. It's by Cal Newport. It's it's really interesting. How far along are you in the book? A couple chapters. Like, I'm not very far at all. <laughs> I haven't Shallow. been very, I've been very distracted, apparently. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's which so is, funny. Yeah, why I haven't gotten very far in the book. But it's it's, so far, it's been a really good read, and it's, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I already kind of thought had thought about. It's nice that like someone's taken the time to write it down and put it in a concrete and formal setting. <laughs> but it's 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 things like having chunks of time to do your like creative work and then having chunks of time to do your 
meetings and socializing and stuff. So it talks some of it, what it talks about. It, it opens up with, oh God, I, I'm going to butcher Carl. Is it Jung or Young? You know, the famous psychologist. I don't know. At any rate, it starts with him and essentially what he used to do was like he bought a house up in the woods that was away from everyone and like didn't have any distractions and he'd go there to do his deepest thinking. So essentially like it's it's just about so far how people have removed themselves from places that could be a distraction to do some like cognitively intense thought are you where's your what are you gonna do where are you gonna go i i don't know that's cool yeah i learned that in college where i couldn't do any any schoolwork in my dorm room could not there's just no way i was so distracted i don't i don't want to i want to hang out i don't want to do that so i had to remove myself and go to the study lounges where you walk in and all there are is just little cubicles that you sit at and that's it that's that's the only thing in there and it's like nothing, and it's, it was ugly. I didn't want to look around me because it was ugly, and that was the only way I was able to like write all my papers and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah. When I went to the Mac Labs in college, it was like a social event. Like we would go <laughs> and sneak in alcohol because we weren't allowed to have it in there, and it would we weren't focused as focused as we. That's could be. fun. But it was a lot more fun. Yeah, I didn't, this wasn't even a Mac. There was no computers in it. Like, it was a BYOC. Like, you had to bring oh. your own. And it was just wooden desks with little panels, like, on either side of you. So you can't see other people's work. I don't know. Like, just to help you not be distracted. Yeah. I spent so many hours in those rooms. And I would, I'd be able to sit at a giant table and spread out tons of, like, textbooks and all that stuff. I do not, I do not miss that. I mean, some of the things that I do do like, when I am doing concrete craft design work is -hmm. like i'll shut slack off i'll turn off my email i'll like go into silent mode and i'll put on my headphones and put on some music or some white noise and just like that helps me get into the zone and so like i've done that i've made sure that when i am doing that kind of work that i've essentially have the entire day to focus on that work as opposed to having meetings that'll interrupt me and take me off track and put my mind in seven different directions. So it's That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I think those are the two, the two things that I've, I've done that, that have helped me focus a little bit more. I'm, I'm interested to hear the rest of the book and see what else they say. I certainly mm-hmm. like can't, <laughs> I can't disappear for months at a time. I would, yeah. I would like to propose that. Just me, like, going off. I put it on the ThoughtBot card, some random hut right outside of Texas, and I just go there and think. Oh, my God. Kyle's think hut. Yeah, and I'll you come should... back in a couple months with this, like... With a beard. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's I was going kind of to say, like, amazing, like, <laughs> deep thought, but you just say, like, beard. That's probably right. A beard and a new lease on life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Kyle. I wonder how quickly I would get bored. I think you got to push past the boredom. Right. I think that's part of what he's proposing. It's like getting into the ocean. It's like really hard to get in there. But then once you're in, you're like floating around and having a good time. Yeah. You got to embrace know. the boredom. That's where your deepest work 
happens. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this a while ago in terms of like trying to do like for me personally, like trying to do art and trying to push past that wall in the beginning of like, I'm so distracted though. Like, ah, and then really like doing what you said, turn off everything, hide my phone and just really push through those first few minutes or 20 minutes or whatever of like your brain just kind of detoxing, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yikes. I like the notification detox. Hmm. That would be a good experiment to do. We should put that on our experiments Trello board. Kyle lives in a hut. <laughs> For three months. Hypothesis, objective, like outline all those things. I have a feeling that that's not going to get okay. <laughs> uh, what if it's Pizza Hut? What if we just like, we change the scope uh, a little bit? I don't, Kyle works no. from Pizza Hut. That doesn't have the same end result. You never know until you try. <laughs> and how could you get bored in a Pizza Hut? I mean, there's so many things to look at. So many yeah. things to eat. <laughs> man, and that smell. Oh, man. The pizza smell. It's been a while. The Pizza Hut smell. Pizza.com. Let's see what's happening on that. <laughs> One last thing. Oh, <laughs> everyone loves pizza. Pizza.com. Nice. So is someone squatting on that or? Yeah, it's like an aggregate. Uh, yeah, there's like links. Pizza games. Fun facts. Oh, I'm so curious. Do you think someone own there's like the potato domain <sighs> person and then there's the pizza domain person? Like Definitely. I kind of want to buy these smart, people yeah. beers and like talk to them about this stuff. I'm, I probably that would be don't. Very interesting. But I like the idea. I think this is a good, good point to end. Agreed. One pizza fact. <laughs> oh, pizza facts. Yeah, there's pizza fun facts, not just regular facts. I think here is another segment. Should I do my segment <gasps> intro music? Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough segment noise. <laughs> Whoa. What? This I'm not sure this is true. Americans eat approximately 100 acres of pizza a day or about 350 slices per second. Jeez. America runs on pizza. Let's get this let's get it straight. That's oh, a lot it's of interesting. pizza. Oh, Domino's is the world leader in delivery. I don't know where these facts are coming from. I think I might be I might be trolling everyone right now. <laughs> this might be owned by Domino's and <laughs> so the subliminal true. message. <gasps> Good point. Okay. Well, I guess we'll end on that then. Yep. Subliminal <laughs> Domino's message. You can find show notes at tentativefm slash 52. You can tweet at us at tentativefm or email us at hosts at tentative.fm. And please do all of those things. Rate us on and iTunes. And tell us what you're... F- yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say that one. Go R- for rate it. Rate us Say on it. iTunes. Mm, yeah. Tell your friends about the podcast and about how we talk about potato domains. Yeah. And tell us your favorite squatted domain. <laughs> You're also fun pizza fact as well. Please. Yeah. And let us know if there's any other fun facts you'd like us to talk about next time. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, San Francisco, New York, London, Austin, and Raleigh, let's build something great together.